Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Carlo. Hello, everybody. Can I be heard? (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, My name is Carlo, and I'm a recovering compulsive eater. Uh, Hi, everybody. Carlo, you can move. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. So now you know I'm tall, you can imagine that. <laughs> yes, I did play basketball, okay. <laughs> um, Alright, so recovering, uh, eat, uh, compulsive eater. So for me that means both ends of the spectrum, uh, compulsive eating and under eating. And, uh, you know, it's all the same ism to me. So I always like to say that because... Overeating for me was the major thing that I first came in for, and I wasn't fully aware of the undereating until that was down. So, um, with that said, it's been a beautiful part of my abstinence is to see, you know, these the major beasts and animals kind of be relieved through the program, and then different forms of abstinence to kind of reveal themselves. And for me, it continues to refine. And um, so, with that said, right now my abstinence. Uh, is just eating in a way that makes my body feel really good, have lots of energy, so I can channel spiritual energy, so I can do the work that I need to do, be of service, show up for other people, show up for myself, um, and, you know, most of all have my ship together so I can offer that to Mm -hmm. others. Um, All right, so how did it all begin? Basically, uh, you know, I pretty much think I was a compulsive eater from a very early age. Uh, I pretty much always share the same story, but I remember being about four years old. It was a new house that I moved into, and I remember breakfast with my mom, and just remember a feeling of kind of feeling emotionally kind of cold. And then, you know, and it was kind of cold where we lived, too. You know, it was like a cold area in Northern California, and I just remember this you know, beautiful hot cereal coming in, and these beautiful toppings and all this stuff. And I remember just that being like a sense of like warmth and a sense of like, you know, I guess uh, whatever I wasn't getting met with love and certain things, I felt like that was like where I got my goods, you know what I mean? So, um, and I just remember like putting it on, like going big. And, and I remember actually going to preschool or whatever it was. And literally, like, I ate so much and put so much toppings on that I literally, I just remember, like, drooling and, like, <laughs> literally, I kind of being in a coma till, like, one, like, noon, you know, till lunch. Um, so with that said, uh, that brings in, I obviously have an allergy. <laughs> um, everyone's allergies is different, but um, I've been taught that um, compulsive eating is a three-part allergy. It's the um, physical. Once you start eating, you can't stop. The mental obsession, which precedes that, which is some sort of idea that makes me think that eating an abundant amount of food that I don't need is a good idea, and thinking I'll be able to stop this time, you know. 
sure we can all resonate with that. And then just the spiritual malady, which is just self-will, kind of selfishness and ego. Um, so with that said, um, you know, I came from a, a family that had, my mom had survived severe alcoholism. Her dad was, you know, on the level of, you know, I would say on the status of Bill W. and guys like that, like pretty, pretty gnarly alcoholic. And uh, I'm learning to have a lot of compassion for that situation because, you know, that was passed on to her, obviously. And, you know, she had a lot of trauma and that was passed on to me. And I'll just keep that all pretty short. But it was, you know, it was really ugly and, you know, it was really hard and I wasn't getting my needs met. Um, and with that said, you know, I felt kind of empty inside and I had a lot of like turmoil. So eating was how I took care of that. Um, and I just remember some of my best memories were based around food. I remember, um, you know, like birthdays were always, but it was, you know, birthdays are a good thing. But I remember being invited to birthdays and be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to like have the donuts in the morning or, you know what I mean? So like all night long, I'm thinking about, OK, the cake and then get done with that and it's like thinking about the uh, desserts in the morning or the you know the donuts and um, you know just kind of a, a sense of kind of not really being connected to people and whatnot not really learning how to do that and um, and basically you know I started to choose friends in a certain way where I could you know some of the friends that I chose were friends that I knew had a lot of food you know what I mean so obviously <laughs> I said this in one of my last shares. I was like, you know, one of my best friend's mom, just like, she she put it on big time. And I was like, all the good stuff that I always want. I was like, you walk in the house, oh, Carla's going to the cookie, you know, the cookie jar or whatever. But it was kind of like the joke, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I was joking and said, you know, that mom needed, like, food and on, you know what I mean? Like, she was just, like, <laughs> taking care of, of my food addiction. Um but with that said, I didn't really have many coping skills. I had a lot of uh, had a lot of health problems myself, ADHD, um, you know. So it was more than just what was given to me, you know, emotionally. I had some stuff that I was dealing with, and, th and that's that's how I dealt with it. You know what I mean? And to make a long story short, it just carried on um, into college. And college is where I really started to notice it was getting really intense because I would. Um, you know, I'd eat till I got really sick, but also in like social gatherings, I would, um, you know, like after a party or something like that, like I'd go out to a um, grocery store and just like me and my friends would like hit it really hard, you know, eat like donuts or um, cookies, ice cream, whatnot. And I just remember like feeling like, okay, like, you know, what's going on here? And, um, and I remember, like, my friends were into it, and there's a certain point where, like, yeah, we're like, hey, let's go do it, you know? And they're like, oh, actually, no, you know, I really don't want to. And um, and for me, I was like, well, why don't you want to? And it was like, it was just like a rude awakening, like that wasn't the most important thing anymore. So, with that said, I uh, became very isolated um, in that way, and um, also. When I was young, I was very, um, in regards to the kind of spiritual malady and the self-centered condition, you know, I did kind of become a thief. So I was always kind of taking, trying to get from people. So my life uh, was very selfish. And, um, you know, I was a criminal. You know, I definitely stole. I definitely fought a lot. I was kind of always seeing what I could get. I was entitled. 
So, you know, most of what I was doing was thinking, you know, what can I get from someone? What can I take from this situation? How can this make me look good? Or how can it make up for the low sense of self-esteem that I have? And, you know, I caused a lot of destruction. So I really identify with the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, how they talk about, like, the tornado and, you know, all the wreckage we passed. And, you know, I think my amends list is, you know, near near 100 people. So with that said, you know, I was causing a lot of problems in school. You know, I got I got kicked out of college, you know. You know, so I was, like, I was really acting out. You know what I mean? I was I was mean. Um, you know, it definitely, you know, just caused a lot of issues. I would fight within my, um, within my teams, like I was on sports team. And, you know, one of the teams I happened to be like the star of my team. It wasn't because I was the best athlete. It just happened to be that I, my friends went up to varsity and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll play JV. You know what I mean? And, um, and I just remember like terrorizing these guys. So with that said, uh, I was really out of control. And I think that is a big part of, a big part of the ism, um, you know, I punch, I would punch guys in the face because I felt like they weren't performing the way that I wanted to because, you know, we wouldn't win. Um, I remember I sat out one game because I think we were going to win the championship. We had, like, the best record, and I wanted to prove to them that they couldn't do it without me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is, like, six up, you know, so... Um, that's what I come from, you know what I mean? So, like, I guess I wasn't taught well. And even even if I was taught well, like, I don't know. My brother and sister seem to be have a little more social and personal skills that I didn't seem to get. So, you know what? Like, no shame in the game. Um, you know, really, this is uh, – I like to speak the gnarly kind of shame stuff because, you know, who knows what someone else is, is going through. So I really like to share the kind of, like – yeah, I was didn't know how to have good friendships. I didn't, you know, relationships were always tumultuous for me. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I felt different because I had ADD and I couldn't focus. I couldn't really read a chapter, a paragraph through until I was, um, I don't know, probably about midway through college. I cheated, you know, I cheated actually through most of my, um, through elementary school and whatnot. And, um you know, so I think these stories are so important because, you know, it's going on at the same time that I'm binging my brains out, you know what I mean? And, and I used to binge to the point where, like, it would hurt bad, you know. Um, you know, I'm filled from, like, here to here, you know, like, and it's pushing out and it's hurting organs and I'm going to bed and, like, my heart's, like, thump, thump, like having these weird, like, jumping uh, off beats and um, just, just breathing weird and kind of scary sensations, you know. It was, it was pretty brutal, so... Um, all right, so obviously I realized I was powerless, okay? So I was, I was binging. I would, you know, I'd go to one store, eat something savory, and then, you know, okay, well, that's not enough. I need something sweet, you know, like that. I think I'm done. No, I'm not done. I'm going to go somewhere else and get that. And this is literally, you know, pulling out of one place, going to another. I remember driving sometimes, eating something in the car, and, like, kind of, like, you know, like, swerving the lanes and, like, having people, <laughs> like, honk at me because, you know, I'm driving kind of recklessly so that's where it went and basically it's always the story was always like I'm going to stop you know that's it this morning I'm done uh, wake up go to the bakery hit it pack pack it on you know and wake up basically pretty much have crumbs sometimes you know so and just feel horrible and um, 
and do it all again and say I'm going to stop, get into some of the, uh, get into the under eating then, you know, I binge for a week and a half or two weeks and like, oh, I got to stop, I'm so unhealthy, oh God, I feel so horrible, this is so, you know, horrible, the obsession around what it feels like to like binge for that long and, you know, even having some of that obsession about like, oh God, I feel it and, you know, just kind of all that, I got I to feel that, I got to like clean it out, you know, like then cleanse, you know, like do the master cleanse or, you know, drink water for three days and, and, and be like, oh yeah, this is, like, this is great, you know, God, I, you know, I figured it out and then, you know, like my body's like, no, you didn't figure it out. Next thing you know, I'm like ravenously eating to give my body what it needs. So that's where it went. Um, I couldn't stop and eventually I just found a way, even though there was many years because I had a pretty high metabolism and, uh, I used to tell a lot of people I had a problem. They would kind of laugh at me, you know, like, oh, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you're good. So there was a few years where I kept away from OA for that reason. Um, and luckily, it just got bad enough where I'm like, man, I, I got to do something about this. So I checked it out. Um, I checked everything off the book, you know, um, yoga, you know, spiritual books, um, focusing on work, girlfriends, you know, whatever it was to try to get that fixed, mind control. None of it worked. Um, so this brings us to uh, what happened. You know, it's a WE program. Um, I love, you know, I really love the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Am I allowed to talk about literature? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> big book, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really love the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I have worked the steps in many different ways. That... Um, they're all good, but I'd have to say that has been the most potent for me because it's like a thorough stream that kind of like keeps going rather than. So with that said, you know, it's a we program, you know, um, we recovered. And, you know, I like in the, um, I think the preface or one of the intros, it's, you know, we're a group of, you know, 100 people that have recovered from, you know, a seemingly impossible condition. And uh, the word recovered, you know, so, and they give precise instructions and, um you know, with that said, ha, ah, you know, I found myself a sponsor um, in OA before I really knew about the big book. And, um, you know, I, I just realized this powerlessness. I realized that I couldn't do this on my own. I realized how um, futile and, and how things were not working. And I saw other people in this program, you know, being having freedom from food. Um, so I had to really start to believe that there was a power, and the way that it first happened was by seeing uh, seeing other people, seeing other people's stories. Um, and just, uh, you know, for me, it really just started as step three was making a decision to pretty much just do the steps. That's how it started for me, just, just to go through these steps, you know what I mean? And um, getting to that step four, uh, you know, that just starts to show me my powerlessness. And, you know, for me, I think this is a lot of um, control is an issue that I think uh, bleeds into all areas of the ism, you know, bleeds into I can't control the food. Um, I can't control, in a sense, I couldn't really control myself, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't need to be here. Um, uh, I couldn't control my will, you know, obviously, I wanted to... Um, you know, if I just let my will go, I'm, I'm an egomaniac. You know, I was a full-blown egomaniac. I, I wanted to be, yeah, I was probably a full-blown narcissist. You know I mean? I'm probably like a, a narcissist in recovery one day at a time. I wanted to be 
you know, million dollar rapper, you know what I mean? It was like all about me. It was like, how can I, you know, be the most famous, use you, get this, get that. If I didn't, literally, if I didn't have this disease, who knows what I would have done, you know what I mean? Like trophy girlfriends, like, you know, trying to be the man, like, you know, as much money, like whatever, just, I don't care. Like I want to be as big as I can, look as good as I can. And that's how it was, you know? So with that said, I had to, turn that over and this this program helped me to do that because I was getting blocked I was getting blocked from having what I want I was getting blocked from um, not eating the way I wanted to and um, step four was huge um, just to start to look at the selfishness um, self-seeking dishonesty and fear and really I think this disease has a huge thing to do with just control and I'm realizing that you know the, the more I'm left with the under-eating is the hardest part for me, and it just feels like, it's just like a lot of control, and it feels like on a guttural, like, level, like, I can't control life, and, and honestly, it's below my awareness on how to even deal with this control thing, so I need to surrender to this process. Um, how much time do I have? Even on time? 20 minutes? Okay, cool. So I'll try to move through. Um, so, yeah, I really moved through this process of the four-step with my sponsor, getting direction, um, and just seeing all, seeing all this behavior, seeing the selfishness, seeing how I'm just trying to get, um, you know, lack of interest in others, lack of um, interest in what I can contribute, um, lack of interest in humility, and just, and just all the wreckage and my part in things. And it was really, it was, it was pretty, pretty scary. But luckily in program, you know, I got to read it to another man who, um, you know, who had said, you know, I've seen this before. I have a lot of that stuff, um, you know, and we got to kind of surrender that, move into a, a further process of release, which was surrendering these character defects, you know, um, the narcissism, the, you know, just trying to get the, uh, the wreckage, the hurting people the acting out, you know, the lack of uh, re, uh, skills and understanding of, of how to, to deal with things. Um, denial. Denial is, a, you know, a huge thing for me. And, uh, you know, the eighth and ninth step is just seeing what my part, eighth step is just seeing what my part was in the world, and ninth step was making amends. And I will say, um, like I said, I, I did a lot of wreckage when I was young, just all the, the stealing, all the, you know, the being a punk, fighting, um, you know, causing wreckage, hurting people, using people, um, just even within my family, you know, I caused a lot of pain and stress to my parents. So um, the promises in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous come basically um, before we're halfway through. So that is, the, um, they're talking about the ninth step, before we're halfway through. In my experiences, that's where the spiritual shift really started to come from for me. And actually, that is pretty much when I felt like overeating was fully relieved for me. Um, I have been, I can, I can say that one day at a time I am recovered from compulsive, uh, compulsive overeating for sure. And, and, you know, so that spiritual condition experience did happen about halfway through that. Um, with that said, um, you know, I'm still... And my life did completely change financially. Um, you know, I explained a little bit of my past, but I was kind of just, just dramatic, you know, not wanting to work hard, wanting easy money, wanting fame. So I, I really wasn't doing too well financially, and I was kind of entitled and didn't want to work hard for people. So 
what really changed is when I got through the ninth step, I'd been in the process of kind of doing living amends with work and really trying to be of service to people, um, use my experience to help others. And I'd been kind of chewing away at that for a while, just, just like, hey, man, I'm, like, here to serve you. In a sense, you know, I, don't, I do care about how much money I get, but I'm going to, like, try really hard to, like, be of service and, like, just hustle, you know, hustle, hustle. Like, do what I can do to, like, be of service and offer something to the world. And so with finances, uh, at the same time as I had the relief with this ninth step, so did the um, change come with um, the finances. And it really just kind of, like, blew up. And for me, from going to a place of constant stress, you know, a lot of money started coming in. I started to help a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I do massage therapy and personal training. Uh, basically, I'm in, the, I'm in the business of health. And I don't have time to explain my whole past, but I did have a lot of health conditions when I was young, and I was very uncoordinated. And um, so part of my experience, uh, you know, was learning how to get my body together. This is some pretty difficult things. And I was able to use that to help other people. And, um, and I really just, like, give a lot and gave a lot and still do. And, it, and it, it's really pretty easy now. It's probably the most, one of the most easy things in my life. So that's an experience of the change. Um, also socially, um, you know, I think I used to feel a, um, you know, I used to feel kind of like separate or too cool for people. You know what I mean? I had that kind of like punk attitude, like, oh, you know, people, 12 steps, you know, they got these problems or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up, I, I grew up in Marin County, you know what I mean? It's like hot tubs and, like, cocaine or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's, you're, you're not getting much kudos for, like, talking about vulnerability, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, with that, um, you know, I always kind of, like, felt weird about people that were vulnerable or kind of real, you know what I mean? So I didn't have the most genuine friendships, and I didn't really have long-standing friendships. Um, you know, I didn't feel safe with, like, guys my age because I was, you know, very competitive. And, you know, I, you know, um, so with that said, you know, I have a lot of, like, male friends, like, my age, like, solid guys right now. Like, I have a lot of, like, solid dudes in my life that, like, are, like, my guys, you know what I mean? I have a lot of guys in this program, you know what I mean? I'm a part of this program. Like, I show up, you know, so there's an extreme change from the isolation or the um, kind of social life that, like, is an image. Like, hey, look at me, you know what I mean? Like, being the tough guy, um, you know, putting on the poses and, you know, like, the football team, like, you know, putting on the screw face or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I had guys coming to try to, like, shoot me at school, you know I mean? It was, like, it was just, like, warfare. So it's, like, you know, now it's, like, there's, like, peace, you know? It's, like, I can see a dude that's successful and be, like, yeah, what's up, boss? Like, right on, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be, like, he's got it, he's got the girl, screw him, you know what I mean? And a lot of life was, like, like that, you know what I mean? So, um... I can accept that I'm quirky, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a weird dude. <laughs> I used to, like, hide out in, um, when I was really, like, I think, like, first grade, I would, like, there's these little trees, and I used to kind of, like, hide in the trees and, like, watch people go, but, you know what I mean? Like, I got out of that after a while, but it was, like, <laughs> you know, like, then I was, like, you know, the girls liked me, you know what I mean? So, like, I was, like, the ladies' man young, you know what I mean? So it's, like, you know, anyway, so it's, like, that's just a big deal for me. Like, there's the dad story. Dad was, 
you know, kind of mean to me, you know what I mean? So, like, I've worked out, like, my dad issues, you know what I mean? Um, with that said, um, I like to say with that said, all right. That's <laughs> Anyone need a transition? There you go. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just solid, you know, not less jealousy of people. I see my mind now, you know, and this is all from four through nine kind of happening, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, seeing the mind, like, seeing paranoia, seeing, like, division. I can just, like, see it there and just, like, let it be there, thanks to God, one day at a time. I, I, you know, I'm not judgmental, but my mind is. My mind is, like, very judgmental. You know, I need to be careful that I don't, like, say that I am because... I'm not just my mind, you know, I have a heart, you know, I'm like, there's many aspects to me, the, the Carla, the person, but, you know, if I just, like, let go and don't work a spiritual program, then my mind takes over, you know what I mean? Oh, look at them, they're thinking that, I, you know, I'm too skinny to be here, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this kind of stuff, whatever. Um, so just getting a lot of relief from that and taking contrary action. So that's four through nine. Um, and then just realizing, you know, one of my favorite mentors is like, He's like, are you 18 years old? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. I'm like, you pretty much have no resentments. You know what I mean? <laughs> especially, or no no reason to have a legitimate resentment, especially against my parents. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, a lot of us have stuff with our parents. So it was like, and it's so true because, like, parents did what they did. You know what I mean? Um, they had extreme pain. They were, you know, un. un unavailable to, to be treat me the way that I want to or have the love that I wanted and um, you know and really what it just teaches me is like I'm a spirit and um, I chose this life you know what I mean and um, that's the only way to live is to for me is to not be a victim so that brings me to 10 11 12 which is just maintenance you know 10 is um, continue to take personal inventory um, you know, thank God I have a, a sponsor that's tattooed from his head to his, um, his, his, his feet right now. And, um, and I love him to death. And, you know, he's extreme like me, you know, he was a skater. Um, and he, he, he dresses the same exact way that he did when he was like 18. He's like, he's like, I don't care. You know what I mean? But like, he works really hard, you know, like he was as crazy as me, you know what I mean? Like, doing as wreckage, just acting out, like, wild. And um, he he's like, dude, he's like, I'm one day at a time. If I don't do this, like, I'm just going to be nuts, and I'm going to cause a lot of wreckage, and I'm going to be miserable. So, luckily, we're on the same page where it's like, all right, let's do our daily inventory. Was I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, afraid, you know what I mean? Um, did I pack into the stream of life, or was I taking from it? Was I thinking about myself all the time? And then to even go even further and just get my own little kind of remixes on the 10th step, um, you know, like, if I'm having a resentment, do I feel like, am I starting to feel like I need to speak on it? Because um, one of my things is, like, I'll speak on things before I really process it out. And that's caused me a lot of, that's caused, it's blown up some relationships. Um, it's, it's blown up a lot of things in my life. So, you know, that's like a little twist on mine. Like, do I, am I focusing on someone else because... Another thing for me, and I just take it this way, is any issue I have with someone else, I've found that if I look deep enough, I have pretty much that same issue. Thank you. And if I don't have that same issue, I have like a major, major part um, in, that's contributing to that. So, um, so that's like the ultimate like letting go of control because expecting someone to think, feel, or believe, or have the moral kind of outlook, the same one that I have, 
is is selfish because I'm not God and everyone is just who they are and that they are who they are and I, I can't control that. You know, so it's kind of selfish of me to think that I can and a lot of my issues are coming from wanting people to react in a certain way to what I say or to believe what I say or to, um, if I do something, to get something in return. So if I'm starting to get bent out of shape, you know, I need to see my part in that. And, um, and I'm really, really starting to notice is like whatever I see in people, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. If I really, 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 really sit with it long enough, and sometimes it can take days and it's just like a little layer comes off and a little layer comes off, a little layer comes off. And then I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm doing like that same exact thing, but like maybe in a different way. So um, that's really a beautiful part of my recovery now because it's really just, it's all just about me and people are just factories that basically can trigger that or I can just kind of accept the way they are. And the most important step of all is, you know, uh, step 11. And, well, not the most important, but, you know, step three and 11 are really about God. And I couldn't have done any of this by myself. Um, and it's one day, it really is one day at a time. So to continue to um, seek guidance from my higher power, um, you know, build a relationship with my higher power, um, take things to my higher power, pray, you know, all the different prayers. And just um, see what God's will is for me. How can I be a service to the compulsive eater who still suffers? How can I um, how can I use my experience to help other people? Um, you know, maybe next time, five years from now, I'll share more about my health issues. But I've had some extreme, 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 extreme health issues, and um, you know, a lot of that was fuel for acting out um, and, and, and being a victim. And I, you know, I chose my destiny, you know, so there's something in this to be learned, and um, honestly, it's like, it's a miracle where I'm at already with that, and I owe, I owe that all to my heart power, um, and I owe that all to this fraternity of people, um, so step 12 is to continue to carry that, um, and that's just a really, really beautiful process, um, I, I try to Look, I'm far from perfect. I'm totally far from perfect. You know what I mean? Like, um, anyway, so, like, but I just do my best. I, I have an amazing sponsee um, right now. I have one sponsee, um, and I've seen his life completely change. He's lost about 45 pounds, close to 50 pounds in, in 90 days. Um, he, uh, you know, it's really cool. It's like, he... We do kind of a combo of the big book, but also a very tool-based program. Um, so this brings me into how can I be a good sponsor to other people? Um, I think there's a paradox to the disease because you could be you could um, you know be an under eater and like counting calories can be like dangerous for you. I mean that's like going to send you in your disease. And you can also be um, an overeater who needs a little bit of structure to actually like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of keep my limit here to like know what I need. So he responded really well to weighing and measuring. I needed to weigh and measure for a while. Um, so I guess while I'm on step 12, like how that can kind of work through I me mean, in a specific experience is like, he's, he's a different guy than me. Um, and I really try my best to be a channel to just get out of my own way, you know, get out of my own thoughts, my own judgments, what he's going through, and just and try to, like, look at what he's doing, 
um, pray the set aside prayer before we work before we work together, and um, you know how um, set aside everything I think I know about my sponsee, myself, the steps for an open mind, a new experience of this. You know, just kind of clear the slate, and then do my best to kind of check him out and like see what I can like offer, you know, and, and see if there's something unique. And, and I think it's really beautiful to like pay attention to someone like that, and like rather than like I did this, and you know. Uh, weighing and measuring is the exact thing to do, and this is the way to do it. The big book, you know, I mean, it's like, well, why don't we try the big book? The big book worked for me, you know, like reading through it in a certain way, going through these precise instructions, you know, try weighing and measuring, you know, it's like, and he found his own way, and I had to, like, let go of control. And, um, you know, I've had many other sponsees. This is the one I'm working with right now, and uh, I think that that's a real beautiful experience um, because the, the people that have done that for me, um, and guide, and most of all, guide him to his own higher power. You know what I mean? I used to love to like, and there there is some time where I, you know, I do step in and be like, "Yo, bro, like, all right, check it out. Like, you know, you're just like spinning out in your head. Like, let's pray. Like, you know what I mean? I will throw out some, uh, you know, like hardcore, maybe mass, what you call masculine direction. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Just like lay it down. And I honestly, I like that. Um, I'm kind of weird like that, but I, I like to kind of just be like, boom, 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 like kind of get smacked down. It's kind of hard to like find people like that, but you know, I have a, enough people like that. And, um, that works for me because I have a level of, um, denial and kind of blind spots that where sometimes I do need someone to come direct. So basically what I'm saying is there's a million ways to work with people and I really think it's beautiful to, um, you know, just try to really pay attention to someone and learn from someone and help them find their own way and not just say, hey, go answer 1 through 30, get back to me. And like, okay, cool, you know, like, let's do whatever. And, you know, I've had great experiences with the, the questions and all that. So those are, like, amazingly healing. But there is something to be said about this connection and um, helping them find their own power and just getting out of myself. Um, with that said... There's the transition again. <laughs> um, count my ums. I'm wondering how many times I um today. Oh, Let's see what else is there. Yeah, it's just an amazing. It's just an amazing fellowship. Um, you know, the outreaches saved my life. Still saved my life. I need a lot of outreach. Um, I give a lot of outreach. Check on people. Um, you know, the early days are intense. So if you're in your early days, like, whew, like, hang in there. Like, you can, you know, call me and call someone else. But, like, I just remember the early days. It's like getting out of the battle, you know what I mean? Like, having to check in. And, and how lucky are we to have these people that are going to, like, answer our calls? Um, you know, sometimes at all times of night, um, you know, going to take the time out of their day to listen to us when we're spinning out and, like, help us to, you know, make a decision or, you know, like, so I've had people meet me for at a cafe when I feel like binging, you know what I mean? So it's a really great program. You know, the finances have changed. My heart has changed. Uh, the way I act to other people has changed. It's far from perfect. Uh, sometimes when things are going good, that is the most probably challenge, can be challenging time because it can be time to take my will back. You know, so I think I'll just kind of wrap it up there and just say that 
the promises have come true for me. And I wish I had them right here in front of me so I could um, explain each one. Um, you know, intimate relationships are still are still a challenge for me. Um, but they're making huge, 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 huge progress. And I don't beat myself up as much anymore. And, uh, and I give all, you know, all all the due to all you guys, this program, uh, for, you know, holding my hand along the way, bringing me back to humanity, and just and just helping me be someone that contributes and tries to bring goodness to each situation and does it imperfectly and tries to correct myself uh, the best I can each day with the help of my higher power. Thanks for me, Cher. Okay. Would anyone like to uh, ask a question? Hi. Hey, thank you. Can you talk a little bit about your conception of a higher power and how that developed? Yeah, yeah. So, higher power. Oh, what, oh, the question. The question is, uh, talk about higher power and how it developed. Okay. So, really, I just saw that I was powerless. That was the first start um, to see that there is something greater than me. And how it developed is just. To turn to reach out daily to to see something that came through the step work. Honestly, I don't even know how to answer that, but just changes in my life that are so powerful that I know there's something out there, and continue to have a conversation with that. Continue to see how my way doesn't work, and when I surrender, specifically kind of through the format of the steps things have changed and I see something and, and I see the universe and you know, the trees and things growing and uh, I just feel it really and I continue to um, talk to it and uh, and also write about it and process it with other people because thank you very much because um, things come up and uh, <laughs> sorry things come up and it's like confusing sometimes so I can look at what's blocking me and talk about with someone else. Thank you for letting me share.